the Ring Fanatics podcast, episode number 38, our second take of this episode. We had to do it the first time. Internet connection was bad. <laughs> but episode number 38 of the Ring Fanatics podcast, I'm Nick, your host. And with me, my co-host, Joel. As always, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a like, drop a comment, and also drop a like, like I said. Spot- follow us on Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere you can be found. You know, I'm wearing our merch. Go ahead and buy our merch to support us. Uh, the more support, as I was always, the more support, the better we get. Uh, this episode's topic is uh, another topic that was uh, I spoke about in, our, in my recent appearance on the Turnbuckle Tavern podcast uh, appearance that I made. Uh, it's about how uh, basically how the fans returning come July 16th to WWE, if that can affect uh, a superstar's heel or babyface appearance uh, when they come back. Do you think, Joel? that when the fans come back on July 16th, uh, that that will affect, like I said, a superstar's either run as a baby face or heel. Do you think that will affect someone in a way? In my opinion, 100%. It's going to play a part as they'll play a factor on uh, who's here on face because right now they're setting the tone, as I said. WWE, yeah. well, every wrestling company right now is setting the tone on who's heel and who's baby face. But once the fans are there, the fans will let you know the truth. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I've also seen like a lot of a lot of responses on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, do you think because of them being in the Thunderdome so for so long, you know, they can edit, uh, put in sound effects, cheers, boos, whatever. Do you think that we are being forced to love or hate a superstar? That's being put out there on their shows um for yeah i would i would say yeah i would say yeah i think um they're trying to put it in your mindset that hey this guy should be booed hey this person yeah. should be cheered um we see it every week with roman reigns when he comes out they put in the boo sound effect i'm telling you right now the first smackdown in front of a packed crowd he, he's getting a pop yeah. He's getting a pop just because of just the heel work that he's been doing is phenomenal. He's become a fan favorite now. Well, he was always a fan favorite, but he was more like... Um, he was supposed to be a fan favorite, but no one liked it. That was the thing. But, but he was a fan favorite with like um the kids and the younger crowd. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the older people like ourselves saw it through the bullshit and we were like... This is like they're really like forcing him down our throats. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't think that's a that's a thing though. Like the reason why I brought this up and wanted to talk about this is that it's kind of weird how like he's supposed to be a heel, but people love it, yeah. which is literally the opposite of what we're supposed to be seeing. And while as you as you mentioned, like as he was a baby face, a lot of people didn't like it, yeah, and booed him which just doesn't make sense to me. You know, like he was supposed to be the guy who everyone loved, but no one liked it. What happened was why no one liked that, why everybody booed him was because they didn't let it happen naturally. They just yeah. were like, hey, this is the guy. They didn't let us watch him and let us decide, hey, this is the guy. Which if, yeah. if they didn't force him so much, down the line, we might have just gotten to the point that we were like, this is the guy. Yeah, You know what I mean? At the moment, we were like, Seth Rollins, this is the guy. And they decided to turn Rollins heel. So every time it was Rollins and Reigns, they would have the 
opposite reaction. They wanted Rollins to get booed, but everybody would pop for him. They want Reigns to get cheered, but everybody would boo him. Yeah. So we picked the person they didn't want us to pick as the top dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's more of the case on like, oh, like a Rome because I feel like right now, obviously, like Roman is doing a better job in terms of being a heel than him portraying himself as a baby face. Not blaming him, but the thing is, it's weird for me to see how like, oh, Roman's getting cheered. He's basically getting cheered for doing a good job. Yeah. But then also was was getting booed for not doing a good job. So that's how I feel like people are portraying this as like, oh, they didn't like him as a baby heel. I mean, baby face. I don't like it. So boo him. You know what I'm I mean? Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, none of this is Roman Reigns' fault. Like, yeah, his run. Yeah, that's right. But like, we like they just did it all wrong with him. Like they were like, hey, this is the guy. This is this is the guy. This is the guy. Kept telling us this is the guy. Then you want us to like him, and you put him in the main event mania against Triple H, a legend. Um, nobody really wanted to see that match. And Roman Reigns won. Nobody also wanted to see that. Then after the night after, AJ Styles won the number one contender. We said, oh, this is it. This is the time for AJ to get made. And then you have him beat the guy three pay-per-views in a row. One of the most favorited wrestlers on your in your company. You have him beat AJ three pay-per-views straight. Right. So this wasn't Robert. It was just the way they booked him. Same way when they had him beat Undertaker. Why would you put him against Undertaker? You know, he's going to get booed. Like you're trying to make him the top star and have him get cheered. But you're putting him in all these predicaments that are going to get him booed. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But what, what makes him likable now? Is that the, is it because they're finally what, booking him well enough? Or is it like, do you what, think what it is, is that what it is is that Reigns has that heel look. Yeah. He has the heel look. He should have never been a baby face. He should have been the one to turn heel on the shield. Yeah. I think he should have been the one to turn his back. He was the powerhouse. He was the favorite in that group. Yeah. And I think that's why they were like, oh, this is the guy. Because we're kind of choosing him at that moment. But then the way they booked it was just like, Nah, yeah. we like Rollins. You let Rollins speak. You let him be a heel. You let him do his thing. And now we saw his personality, and we said, "Hey, Rollins is the guy." Yeah, you know what I mean. So I, mean, I think it was I, just the way they booked Reigns. I think. I mean, right now, I feel like, I I I kind of figure that by the time the crowds come back, everyone's gonna like like you said before a big pop will come out of it. Yeah. But eventually, I think that no matter what, he'll be just fine with in terms of getting that reaction. Um, with him personally, yes, um, because because I think what they did well with him was partnering him with Heyman and Jey Uso. Because yeah. um, I know we've seen a lot of Roman Reigns talking over Paul Heyman as opposed to vice versa when he was with Brock. Where Paul Heyman did all the talking for him, yeah. Uh, but I think when the fans return, it should go back to Paul Heyman doing all the talking, because I know once Roman Reigns opens his mouth and talks and says a word, a big reaction is gonna get out of it. 
And I know yeah. when Paul Heyman talks, everyone's going to boo him. He can easily get someone to boo people, a lot of people to boo him. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's his, everyone, I don't think anyone can love him at any point. I mean, we've seen <laughs> years still, everyone can hate him. But the thing is, with the Jay Uso, luckily, like I said before, thank God he partnered Roman Reigns with Heyman and Uso. Because what we've seen in basically most of Roman's matches during the year he returned in last year, he's basically helped Roman win every most of his matches. You know, we've seen him cheat, we've seen yeah. him come in, help out, stuff like that. I think that's that's one way to keep doing one thing to keep doing. Because that that everyone hates that. You know, I, I know you don't like when Jay Uso interrupts a match. I don't like when Jay Uso yeah. interrupts a match. Why not? Just continue that, you know what I mean? That's gonna get yeah. people to boo both of them. You know what I mean? But Heyman, nah, de- yeah, I definitely feel that's it. gonna piss people yeah. off, and that's the point. <laughs> and that's the point. That yeah. people, and people don't like see that too, because when they think of a heel, like oh, why? Of course, now I'm gonna turn up my television because I don't like what just happened. But of course, that's supposed to happen. You're not supposed to like it. Yeah, that's literally a point of a babe, a heel, but then people all of a sudden exactly, yeah, don't like it. I'm like, okay, it's not their fault; it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought Roman Reigns, like I said earlier, I thought Roman Reigns should have been the one to turn his back on the Shield because yeah. I feel that's an easy way to hate somebody, especially Reigns. Like if you look at Rollins' run under the authority, yeah. it's the cheating and the winning with help. And all this other stuff. And you hated Rollins because of it. But how much more would have you hated it if Roman Reigns, this big ass dude, brolic as hell, is having people help him win? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that I, I think he's working the heel uh character so good and they're booking it right at the moment. Hopefully they don't fuck it up. Hopefully, knock on they're wood. Not going to. Hopefully I don't they don't will. fuck it up. The one, uh, one thing that I that I have you have you about, seen the booking in WWE? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but one 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 thing that I I said on the Turnbuckle Tavern that I won't say here again. One thing I think they, I mean, they could always revisit this. I don't think it's at the end of this feud, but I think they should have waited to till the fans returned to have that Cesaro feud, because that's the guy who everyone's gonna be behind. Like I yeah. know everyone's been saying for years Cesaro should have gone for a championship opportunity. I don't remember the last time he's gotten one before this past one. So I think that feud should have been the feud to go. Because if you put Roman Reigns against the babyface that will everyone will get behind, that's how you book a, a strong heel too. Yeah. Because I know people will boo Roman and cheer Cesaro. Because you can't cheer both at the same time. That's physically impossible Um, <laughs> in, this, in this case. Yeah. So like... I th- I thought that they should have ran with this feud and waited until the fans returned. And again, like I said, like it, they always go back to it and continue it. Yeah. But I know you know people are gonna uh, eventually. I don't know. I, I don't think maybe that that won't be the case anymore. I don't know. But maybe maybe I I kind of with he mentioned Seth Rollins before with like how people hated him and stuff like that. Yeah. I think he could be someone who can easily be hated too. You know what I mean? Like he didn't really get that much time as a heel before the pandemic hit. But I know once once the fans come back and you continue this annoying, obnoxious Seth Rollins, that's gonna get on people's nerves. Yeah. 
So like, I, I know that. And then again, kind of like cut ways. One person that I had, like, I'm thinking about, like, it's, I, know, I don't know what's, I think he's going to get mixed reactions when fans come back. It's Drew McIntyre. Yeah. People he's aren't. Gonna get, he's going to get mixed. Yeah. He's gonna get Bobby mixed. Lashley is probably going to get boot, um, cheers. cheers. People, yeah, people yeah. love him. People love him. But yeah, again, definitely. he's not supposed to be a baby face. Yeah. He's supposed to be the guy, that arrogant guy who's in the hurt business, who is supposed to get, you know, doing all the right things. But of course, because it's Bobby Lashley and MVP. And then I think, I think Keith Lee, I know, I know he's been out for a bit. He should be his first opponent back. And that should be the SummerSlam match. Or should, I was going to mention, or Brock. I think when Brock comes back, that could be he could be an easy baby face. Brock is the easy match for SummerSlam to get. Yeah, to get a big like because they really want to sell SummerSlam this year, right? Yeah. What bigger than Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like I feel the same way with um Roman Reigns with the whole all the rumors that are going around with what's gonna main event. SummerSlam, I think that puts him again, it puts him in a weird spot because they're saying Reigns and Cena, of course, right? Yeah. What do you think about that? The Reigns and Cena, is that a smart move? Um on paper, yes, it looks good. And yes, I would want to see that. Yeah. Um, but like you've been talking about, is it a smart move in terms of getting Roman over as a heel? No, it's not. I think so. Because I, because as we, I, I feel like every time John Cena returned within the past few years, he's been booed. Oh yeah, but that's so, just that's what's the cool thing to do. You know what I mean? Make of course, want to cheer your but, baby heel. But the small kids know, like everybody, all you gotta think about the kids. Everybody is a Cena fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. No matter I'm what. Not, I'm, not, I'm not personally gonna boost you, no. I'm not personally. Oh, gonna I love like... to boost Cena because that's just, it's just fun. But I, <laughs> I love Cena. That's the that's the guy right there. When I yeah, growing up, that was the dude. So like, this yeah. is a cool for this is a cool spot, but also weird because you have the guy from now versus the guy from back then. And if you book it right, this could be a big heel story because if you would have had Roman Reigns heel against Taker, have him beat Taker, that's a huge heel move. Yeah. And then to come out and be like, this is my yard. The same thing he did just as a heel would have worked. Yeah. Now, if you book him and Cena the right way, um, because the big thing for Roman Reigns is, is Reigns going to be able to beat Cena? Is he going to be able to hold on to the belt? All this stuff. And then on Cena's side, what is it, 17? If he goes for the yeah. belt, this would be, will he beat Ric Flair's record? Now, what? a lot of fans might want to see him beat the record because John Cena is just that guy, and some people might not. But when Ro- if Roman beats him, that's going to be a big heel moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that, like, um, one match I would rather see Roman go up against I know it already happened, but Edge. I'd rather see Roman. Because technically, storyline-wise, Edge never got that one-on-one match that he wanted. Um, He hasn't been back since, so I know once the fans return, people are going to easily pop for him. And 
that's gonna it could basically gonna relive that that original storyline for that mania match. Like, am I gonna get my championship that I never lost? Um, or maybe put something different to it. Like, either I win this championship or I'm done for good. To make you know, and then you build up the storyline like, oh, I'm gonna retire Edge like I did with Daniel Bryan. Two easily favored guys who everyone didn't or don't want to see go. You know, especially since Edge just returned. So I think that that way you build it up. And of course, he's going to like basically mock Edge. Everyone's going to boo him and everyone's going to be behind Edge. So I think that would be a, like a backup plan and my preferred plan to go in terms of booking the SummerSlam match. So I've actually been calling this for a while. Ever since I found out John Cena was coming back, I've been calling this for a while. This is a way, again, to get Roman Reigns. Because the whole thing with Roman Reigns is you want to be... he, You want him to be the top heel and do the most heel things he could do to win. So the easiest way... I've talked about this with uh, my brother, and I said the easiest way to do this is John Cena comes out the night he returns, and like you said, Edge comes out. I never got my one-on-one match. All this other stuff. We've been through so much. You open SummerSlam with Cena versus Edge. Winner gets number one contender in the main event. Ooh. Ooh. That would be a great match. And you have them go 20, 25 minutes. Beat the hell out of each other so that the main event, whoever fights Reigns, is already beat up. Yeah. Yeah. And that just makes Roman Reigns even more of a heel because it's like, yo, you didn't even give them time to rest. You know what I mean? I don't like the the elimination chamber that happened this past year, where like the winner gets the match directly after the chamber match. Where yeah, you oh, that could be another thing. If you do it directly after, people will boo. People yeah. would boo. And like I said, use Jay Uso to interrupt. Maybe like before Roman comes out, Jay Uso just attacks Edge or whoever wins. Then that way they're even more tired. So that way Roman comes out, and then he just continues on beating up whoever want the, the challenger is, and then the match happens for like five minutes. Yeah. And then. And then you, and then you, you, yeah, you could use the whole month, like, cause he he's supposed to return middle of July, right? Yeah. August, at the end of August is when SummerSlam is. Yeah. You have a month to book, Edge versus Cena but also the winner versus Roman Reigns. And then throughout the weeks, you also have Cena and Edge tag up on SmackDown and fight the Usos and fight, you know what I mean? And you just build it up more and more. And then I'm telling you, it's a great heel move. It is. And that's how you, that's how you kind of dictate how the fans react because now these are two guys that whoever wins, people are going to be happy to see win. But then Roman Reigns comes out. You know what I mean? Like that's how you're going to get the booze. Yeah, um, but in terms of like Bobby, like Bobby Lashley, like with that, that like, one. I want to see, like, like the, the baby face Brock go up against either Bobby Lashley or would you want him to go against a Roman too? Because I know he's also that match has also been kind of like rumored to go around lately. You know the storyline going around. Oh, Paul Heyman was my guy. I was a Paul Heyman guy before yep. you. Um, or you just go up against Bobby because that's the dream match, supposedly. Which match would you choose? If 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 you were given, if Vince came up to you right now and was like, yo, we only get to book this one match 
this summer, one time only, Roman or Bobby? Who would you choose? You only get one choice. Let me put my Booker's hat on. Uh, I would put Lashley and Braun. Lashley and Braun, same here, man. Yeah, and because you put Roman Reigns as the main event. Yeah. Because I had the the like for SummerSlam to be perfect in my mind, will for this to happen. Brock and Lashley, Reigns and either Cena and Edge. Reigns ends the pay-per-view holding belt above his head. Yeah. But Brock beats Lashley. Brock beats Lashley for the belt. And I don't know if you want to do... Because you could do... You could turn Lashley face and have Brock as a heel. Yeah. And that makes it even better. Or you just have face Brock, which is tough. Face Brock is tough to pull off. Yeah. Because either way, he's going to get booed, and it's going to be half booze, half cheers. Because he just has that personality. People. Maybe you started off with like Bobby challenging Brock. Like he calls him out and just like, yo, I want you face to face. Yeah. That gets the excitement going with like, oh, now we're getting the dream match. You know, now we're getting that match. That gets people, the fans hyped up already. Like, oh, shit. Brock. And then you have Brock return eventually, like a surprise moment. And then that's going to get the, the fans rallied up because, you know, the more he hypes it up and the more he, like, trolls everyone, like, oh, now nah, he's not coming out kind of thing. And eventually he does at a random point, like, oh, shit, it's actually true. Or maybe it's just WWE trolling us at the moment. That yeah. way will get the fans, you know, behind Brock and boo against Bobby. Because if you just have, like, random, like, you know, as we always seen it with Brock, like, Brock just randomly comes out suplexes everyone in the ring like 10,000 times and then does the F5 a couple of times. That's not the way to go with Brock as a baby face. Yeah. Kind of like the way he returned back in 2012. He just randomly showed up and then with that unexpectedly. So yeah, that, that's a fact. Like, you know, even though I mentioned like, oh, Bobby calling out Brock, you know, everyone's going to call out Brock. The Brock is the guy who everyone wants to face. Exactly. Of course, that's like a typical Bobby thing. So this is kind of be like unexpected in a way. So I think that's the way to go and book it if you want to do Bobby versus Brock at at uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. So I, it's just, you know, there's so much stuff they could do. Yeah. And like so much, they like, but there is a lot moving around that would have to happen. Yeah. But also, I love fantasy booking. But we should do a yo. We should do a Patreon episode straight on fans, yeah. fancy booking SummerSlam. <laughs> like that should be I a thing. But I think Brock and Roman after SummerSlam should be the two champs. Brock and Roman. And Reigns. Yeah. Brock and Roman. Yeah, yeah. I think they should both be the champs, and then this leads up to. This kind of changes the picture because I forgot to mention this. Money in the Bank is before SummerSlam. So if you were to choose someone to win the Money in the Bank, is that going to change now their their status? Like, oh, is it going to be a babyface who's going to cash in a heel? I I don't even know who I would give. I don't even know who I would give Money in the Bank to. I would probably who oh, you could yeah, realize like who's going to cash in on one of them. You could do which right now doesn't look like it because they're in a tag team. 
but if Matt Riddle wins Money in the Bank, Ooh. right? Yeah. We have the potential of Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar. But I think that would be a match that doesn't need to be with the Money in the Bank. I would, if I, if I were, if I were Vince, I would not have Riddle win Money in the Bank to face Brock. Because that that story needs a build up to it, and not just a random cash in. I would, I would do a random cash in. Really? I would do a random cash in. I, I would, you know, this. But fantasy, you, know, you ready? Fantasy booking. He's not cashing in on Brock. He jumps to SmackDown, cashes in on Roman, and we got Matt Riddle, Brock Lesnar, Survivor Series. It's champion versus champion. Wow. Tell me that, tell me that doesn't intrigue you. Because then you go from SummerSlam, because you can even end it with Brock coming at the end of SummerSlam. And just, you see Heyman in the middle of them, like, yo, relax, relax, relax. And they both just hold up the belt. And then these next couple months, you build up Survivor Series. That's the next big pay-per-view, right? And at every show, like every pay-per-view in September, October, you have them just walk past each other backstage and have a have That's- a little talk. And Survivor Series, not because Hell in a Cell is not... In I don't know what pay per views they do it now in September. Yeah, I'm confused. I don't know, but this so it should be Survivor Series is typically in what month? October, right? Or November? November. November is usually the week of Thanksgiving. Okay, so there's probably like two pay per views in between. So I'm pretty yeah. yeah that could that could work probably. yeah. So you have them walk past each other and uh-huh. you hype it up. You hype it up like crazy, and then the first week of November, Matt Riddle cashes in on SmackDown. And then you got three weeks to build up Brock and Matt Riddle. And throughout this, Matt Riddle's calling out Brock on Raw. But Brock doesn't pay attention to him. So the only way to get attention from him is cash on cash in on Roman and fight him. Let me tell you this. Let me ask you this though. How would you book the money in the bank cash in on Roman? Would you have someone to help him or would you have him win cleanly? Lose cleanly, lose cleanly, or whatever. Because that's the thing; you got to figure out a way for like to not have Roman lose cleanly to Riddle. You have to have like a like a someone beat him down, you know, do like a like a roll up pin or some shit. That's not like believable for Riddle to beat Roman. What happens during Survivor Series season? Okay. Yes. Okay. People people jump back and forth, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If a brawl ends SmackDown. And everything's going on around, and everybody's fighting, and Roman's just in the middle, like, yo, these people are stupid and fighting for no reason. And Matt Riddle just whoop, slides under the rope. Or even you have Brock come out, F5, Roman, so leave I- as everybody's fighting, and Matt Riddle just slides in, does his finisher. One, two, three. Ooh. Ooh, that, that's actually not bad. We don't need a Patreon episode for that. No, no. no. <laughs> we need a Patreon episode for this, man. Yeah, um, I'm telling you. We'll plan it out, bro. <laughs> plan it out. I'm telling you. That would be... I look at it as that's a way... Because Roman is someone I look at that doesn't need the title. Yeah. 
Okay, so you can let him hold it till till November. And then SummerSlam, he's just um he's just taking it another level up. He's already on the top level, but now he's moving it another level up because he's gonna beat either Cena or Edge. Two legends. Yeah. Either way, that cements him. Yeah. Now you let you you let him bring up somebody that hasn't had a title yet. Yeah. So I was going to mention, like, the fact that you said that he doesn't need a title. I kind of, like, relate to a topic, like, something that I wanted to bring up. Like, do you yeah. think a loss can affect Roman at all? No. Uh, right? Nah. Exactly. He's just got so much momentum behind him. Yeah. And that's why I feel like since the cash-in wouldn't be an actual match and it would be, like, a sneak kind of cash-in, it yeah. wouldn't really hurt him. The, the reason why I brought that up is because I feel like a lot of people – have like a lot of a lot of momentum behind someone to be like oh if they lose a match they're automatically buried they're buried bro (laughs) loves that word i swear to god i hate it i hate it i know it's like the same thing with the fucking fiend like he loses a match he's all of a sudden buried like what like like i in my opinion i don't think that goldberg loss was a big fucking deal i don't think that was a big deal that hurt that hurt no. It, it wasn't a big deal, but it was like, why would you? What happened was he had momentum behind him. I don't say he was buried, but he had so much momentum behind him. And then to just have him lose like that, it was like, what? Why? Why would you even do that? Yeah, people, I think people take losses way too seriously. And it's yeah. like, you expect like someone like a Roman to kind of be undefeated forever. Yeah. It's like, okay, he could lose a match in a cleanly. People. It. People look at it as if you have a title, you shouldn't lose. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and if you do, that's a downfall. That's like, no, that's not even... People win and lose matches all the time, especially titles. And that's exactly. The that's sort of the point. Exactly. Like LeBron, LeBron loses games all the time. Doesn't mean he's undefeated just because he's on the team. All the fucking time he loses <laughs> games. Let's talk about it. <laughs> but it's a fact which, what's different now is like I've been watching those A&E documentaries I don't know if you've been watching I, them I saw one of them I didn't see the rest of them um, they've actually been pretty good except for the Macho Man one which pissed me off but that's another conversation yeah. but um, they give like a show after which is like they're looking for like um, their treasure WWE treasure Yeah. and they're like buying um, memorabilia off of collectors that bought them throughout the year so like title belts, mask, and all this stuff. And, like, never noticed that, like, now, like, I like I always thought about it, but never really noticed it till I was watching the show, and they were like, oh, yeah, Bob Backlund held the belt for six years. Iron Sheik had it for, like, four. Bruno San Martino had it for this long. And it's like, imagine if that happened now. Yeah. Imagine if somebody held the title for three years. Yeah. I mean, we have some people who have held it for almost that year long. Um, Walters held it for two years. Yeah, he, but he, yeah, but like I'm talking about like main roster on TV every week. Yeah, yeah. yeah in the mainstream. I think the most people that have held it, the longest people have held it was like two years at most around that time. Maybe. Yeah. But then that's Maybe. like, it's long. It's if, as, if not, it's about like 100 to 200 days. Yeah, you average range. I think the longest I've seen recently was maybe like Mania to Mania. Yeah, like Becky Lynch was Mania to Mania. Yeah, I think the New Day held the tag titles for like, oh, like four hundred days. Yeah, and that was like a historic thing for tag teams. 
And that was only. But yeah, I was watching that. I was like, wow. Like, if somebody did that now, they would be called overrated. Like, they would get so much hate that burying the other guys. Like, Like, it's cool with Roman because I feel like it's, like, it's, that's, you know, it's Roman and they built it up well. But if he loses, it's not going to mean he's buried and it's not going to mean he's, he can lose cleanly to somebody that respect and it's completely fine because it's not burying him technically. So I don't think that's going to be an issue with him. Um, thing with yeah. Bobby Lashley, if, if it's not Jim McIntyre, whoever beats him, it's not going to ruin his momentum. He's still fine. Unless he gets squashed. No, I mean, that's not going to happen. I don't think they're going to make that happen. I mean, he's some like, – I know it's happened with Kofi in five seconds. I understand that. But, like – I would make it happen. <laughs> um, no, like, I, I don't I don't think they would. I think that – I think he would actually have a decent match to lose. Yeah. I don't think it'll be like a complete squash match, like a five seconds. I, yeah, I think that's the only thing that could kill momentum, like a squash match. Yeah. Like a real bad one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that that is yeah. Maybe. Because even then you're like, oh, all right, like I don't think I don't think they would he can actually have a bad match though. Like even if it's not a long time, it would, it would I don't think it would be a, a bad match. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I know five, five seconds, the Kofi match was a different story because it was five seconds. Plus, that was the first episode of Fox. So I'm pretty sure Fox was like, yo, I want Brock as champion, whatever. Yeah, and then they never went back and like gave him a rematch or nothing. They just the next week he was back with New Day. I was like, all right. I'm glad he's back in yeah. right now, but that's a whole different conversation. Oh, they needed to. They yeah. needed to because it's yeah, but I'm that's gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you straight up. Haven't watched Raw in a couple weeks. Been watching highlights on YouTube because wow. Yeah, because MV you know what? Respect the MVP. Shout out to MVP. Oh, shout out to MVP. That's the guy right there. Oh yeah. But that's the thing too, though. Like I I think boy, he's a tough one. I don't think he should be cheered when he comes back. As as great of a job, that's what I'm that's why I said before. Like I think people are basing it off of how good of a job they're doing in the company. So yeah. yeah, he's doing a great job. Doesn't mean you gotta cheer him when he comes back. You know, he's not supposed to be cheered. He's supposed to be booed. I think he's gonna eventually help or make Kofi a uh, heel. I think eventually, if that's the case, then yeah, it's probably gonna be end up being a heel. Um, do I see it happening? I don't want it to happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. But if that's what they're going with, then I think they could be a great heel group. You know, like the new hurt business. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Maybe Kofi will join uh, MVP, which I wouldn't be surprised that either, because I know Kofi and MVP are good friends, and that's like a, a whole story itself. Yeah. Her business. Personally, no offense to Xavier Woods, but I don't fuck with him. Um, what? As a singles competitor, hell no. Hell no. Um, Why not? I don't the know. dude is entertaining as fuck. Yeah, but the thing is, I think he needed the new day more than the new day needed him. Um, I feel like oh yeah, because he wasn't doing anything. Yeah, he was beforehand. He wasn't doing anything. Yeah, Big E and, and Kofi. Let's say like let's say if back six seven years ago, whenever the new day happened, yeah, if that never happened at all. Xavier Woods would probably be in deep trouble right now, or been in deep trouble. I yeah. think Kofi. Well, I think all of them would have. No, I don't think so. I think I, Kofi and Big E would have been fine. Look at what Kofi was doing before New Day. What was he doing? I mean, he they could have found something because he's been with the company for a while since. Right, and then what was Biggie doing before 
New Day. He was having that horrendous but he IC title run. You weren't giving the time, though. They weren't given the time. But would they have given him the time? They weren't giving him a personality or nothing. New Day really helped show that all three of them actually had personality. Other, than, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying the New Day ruined them. Obviously, the new, the New Day was completely fine the way it is. Like, I love New Day. Yeah. Great people, a great, great run, an amazing run. I'm not saying anything bad about the New Day. They, that they ruined them. But I'm just saying, like, if that didn't happen, then I think they would have been fine with the way yeah. they had their career. Um, I don't think they would have had uh, terrible runs. So, but I think I think Xavier, if they did, would have had you know terrible singles runs if they didn't join the New Day. I think Xavier would have been the most in trouble in terms of oh, um, you know, like uh, the Alvin I think I think he would have been someone who would have been released by now. I might. Yeah, they they didn't they didn't know what to do with him. He came his his debut in the main roster was with um. Tyrus, right? What was what was his uh, name in WWE? What's up? Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay, yeah. I always say Tyrus because that was yeah impact. But yeah, Brodus Clay, like right there, you should know, yo, there's nothing for me here. Like they got me debuting with this guy, not doing nothing. You know what I mean? So like they really had nothing for him, so he had to do something. Have you look in like in the new New Day uh, history, he's really taken up the manager role. Yeah, yeah, he fights and stuff, but most of the time, if you see them winning titles, it's Biggie and Kofi, and he's the he's the third man. He's the one that does most of the talking. That's why, because he has the personality to. Yeah, Biggie so- could talk and stuff, but Xavier just has that captivating charisma about him when he speaks. And they wouldn't let him do that if he was alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. They wouldn't have been like, yo, here's the mic, Kobe. Like, try it out. They were, They probably would have thrown a manager at him. Maybe. I think so. I think yeah, so. most likely. I think so. I think he could be a great manager, honestly. Oh. oh, hell yeah, he would. Like, I think that's what they like, – I, I, hope, I hope that's what they give him. Um, because honestly, if like if they were to split up right now, I don't know what they would have planned for Xavier in terms of oh, yeah, nothing uh, like, yeah, they had they would have nothing for him. Yeah, if I were WWE, I would play it safe and give him like a manager role, maybe do something because I know he his gimmick. I don't, I, I couldn't even tell you what his gimmick was before New Day. He was a dancer, he was a dancer, that's yeah. What... That's, how, that's how he debuted with Brodus Clay with uh. He had he would wet his hair and then like flick it back and all the water would spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was bad. But the thing is though, like I remember the if I watched back like how the new day first formed, it was like he had like glasses, a suit on. He was talking. It was like saying some fancy ass words. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, because they were supposed to be. They, they had the approach like they were preachers. Yeah, so I think his. I think they could do something with him where like he could they could turn into like an MVP 2.0 type of thing. To where like he could do all the talking, just well, well, that's what he's doing now. He's playing the manager role to Kofi in the title picture. I mean, I feel like like he could do more than just be that creative guy, like that foolish guy with trombone and all that shit. Yeah, I, I, I even though he probably wouldn't. That's what I always thought about. Like, what if like Xavier was didn't do the New Day stuff and went on his own? Would he have a successful career? Well, maybe not. Probably not. Now, maybe I think. 
if like if Xavier like right now, if they would have split up right now, oh yeah, have a successful career, a singles run, maybe. Um, so yeah, I I we, we have to find out about that. But that's yeah. a a heel Kofi is something that I kind of want to see now partner with MVP. Um, as I know, tag teams aren't the best to split up, but if they both join the hearn business and like kind of maybe turn on Biggie. Uh, in a way where like, oh, maybe at the next pay-per-view, because pay-per-views are technically both brands, and both brands can meet up. Uh, yeah. That's what they could do. Uh, I know that there's a new draft uh, date coming up, I think it's the end of August. Yeah. Draft over Big E to the same show as them, to where they could have the feud on the same show. Uh, so that way, uh, it could actually be like if they turn on the New Day. Because I don't know, like, would you still consider Big E as part of the New Day? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he's had his own singles running and all. But, like, yeah, that, that could be, like, the way to end it officially without just, like, saying, oh, he's just no one new day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that's the way to get Big E the title. Yeah, maybe that it's for the title. Maybe the next challenge after that, he goes to Raw. And, and then, he feuds with Lashley because yeah. he got his boys. Yeah. Then if he loses... Nah, nah, I was gonna say custody of the new day, but <laughs> custody of the new day. <laughs> custody, custody, custody ladder match. Yeah, and then at the top is just contracts with like Xavier's <laughs> <laughs> and Kobe's name on it. Yeah, that I would that would be a match I would see. Um, that's how I would I would book it. Maybe at SummerSlam, that's ah, two months from now. Would you continue this kind of thing between MVP and Kofi for that long? Maybe. Yeah, why not? Do it. There's nothing else going on on Raw. You know what I mean? Like they're known for dragging out a lot of shit, and then like yeah. doing things for too long, and it gets boring. So maybe I wouldn't do it every week. You know, like maybe you have a store yeah, there. Yeah, maybe at um Hell in a Cell. Uh, not not at Hell in a Cell. That'll be too soon. It's kind of like uh, kind of like how they did the, the the Jay story with Roman last year, where you had like you know Jay feud with Roman, then eventually. They turn on each other. Yeah. Um. Well, Jay turns on the fans, uh, and then he joins Roman type of thing. Do the same thing where like, oh, Kofi's being the good guy. MVP is trying to persuade Kofi to join the hurt business, but then, um, maybe then you know, eventually maybe at SummerSlam is when they turn heel and join the hurt business, and then that's when they feel with Big E if he goes to Raw. Yeah. Man. This- they just gotta learn not to drag shit out and make it longer than it needs to be. You know what I mean? Because I think a hell in a cell would be perfect. I think that's the perfect time just to boop, start that off. Yeah. Turn him. Yeah. So then, like, if you wait too long, man, I don't know. Yeah, Biggie win money in the bank. And that's Maybe. how kind of, like, kind of like um, talk about it on both brands for a little bit. Uh, not too obsessive, but then maybe you have money in the bank, uh, and then like you you have uh, you know you kind of hint at Biggie. He hints to people like, oh, maybe I can cash it in at at on on Bobby. I'm coming for Bobby eventually. And that's how you cash you cash in on Bobby. He go to he goes to Raw, and then that whole storyline kind of starts. Yeah, it continues actually because it'll already be started at that point. It's just, I don't know. I do like the heel Kofi under MVP. And I think Xavier under him would be cool too. I think 
like the new day under MVP would be dope. And then the few with Bobby, like with um, Biggie going back and forth, trying to figure out who he's going to cash in on. You know what I mean? And then slowly he sees that new day is like, kind of like siding with MVP. I don't know if I would just do it drastically, like boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, would you do it drastically or would you do it just like slowly? I would, I would take it slow with it. I wouldn't do it as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, and then slowly you have like Kofi being like, yeah, but MVP is kind of right about this. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. slowly maybe you do land in the seeds. You like, maybe he turns on Xavier first. Yeah. And then he feeds with Xavier for a pay-per-view and then MVP, like, you see, like, a backstage segment where, like, MVP kind of goes to Xavier, be like, yo, it's not too late to join us now. I know you have beef with Kofi, but, like, he, you know, I think it would be better if he joins, too, because eventually, now they're done, he's by himself, what else does he got to do? Um, so I think something like that, and then eventually, that's when you get Big E on the mix, where, like I said, if he wins Money in the Bank, or after Money in the Bank, when that happens, he's kind of like, oh, he took both my boys now, and I, he, you know, now it's just yeah. myself. Well, now I gotta go to Bobby. Unexpected. Yeah, or you could even have Xavier uh become the manager role of Big E. Okay. That is true. And then he starts his own kind of thing. The new day with Xavier as the, the new the, the first, you know, manager. Not yeah, a, like he's the top manager, yeah. And then like maybe Keith Lee will come through. Keith Lee's a new day. But that he doesn't really fit that kind of thing. Unless, unless well, maybe he's just a manager for Big E, and he's just like, yo, this is he's taking the title off of you. You know what I mean? That's unless you have, um, unless you have, you know, Keith Lee return to the main Raw, and then have kind of like the storyline dragging out with Kofi, like, yo, join us, you know, kind of thing. And then at the end, like when he has to make a decision, Keith Lee comes out. He's ending up being the one to join the hurt business. And then it's Bobby and Keith Lee. And then versus the New Day kind of storyline. You ready for a hot take? Go ahead. Keith Lee hasn't been on TV in how long? He wants. And I'm tired of him. How come? Why? And he hasn't even been on TV. Why? What happened? What happened? Let me know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just I, maybe it's because every week everybody's always reporting like, "Where's Keith Lee at?" Da 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 da. I'm just like, yeah. I could really care less. You I'm, know what I mean? Like, and then what they were doing with him when he was there, I did not care. Yeah. But what he was doing, I think they called him up too early. I, I mean, yeah. I, I would agree on that part. I think it was too early to kind of call him up. Because I like when he won the two titles. He could have had an amazing run a couple months. What he did, two months at max? Yeah. Maybe, like, I think he could have had a long run with those two titles. Or even just losing, dropping one of them. Like, dropping the North American and keeping the world title and having a long run with that. And they just, like, Nah, you know what, we're going to go with Cross, and you know what, we're going to call you up. And then they gave him a singlet, and it was just like, ah, oh, what are you doing, man? It was just bad. Yeah. And then it got, it got me to this point, that I'm just like... I think they could still bounce, uh, bring him back. I think they could still, like, uh, obviously bring him back, but, you know, I think they could bounce back with it. Yeah, hope, hopefully, because I like him. Hopefully they could do something with him. I think... I'm, 
when I saw that they released a couple more people, I was I I thought he was gonna be on the list. Me too. I uh, thought he was gonna be on the list. I think they can still find something creatively with him. Um, as much as a great competitor as he is, I feel like he needs something to go along with him. Just you know, I think being in a group can benefit him heavily. Um, I I I just didn't. I don't, I, I kind of agree what you were saying. Like I like his in ring ability, but his being him being by himself was um kind of weird. Uh, yeah. You know, I think he could be somebody that won't expect to see as a heel. If you know, maybe like he comes back. It's you know maybe Bobby Lafferty's beaten down the new day Xavier, uh, Kofi maybe they tag Big E and then you know no no that, this is how I would book it at a pay per view like not I don't know any pay per view I don't care you have like uh you know Bobby Lashley beat down the new day without Big E and then Big E comes out tries to like, you know help out you know yo I can help you. Uh, I can and then, you know, try to take down Lashley. Then Keith Lee comes out after at a return, you know, thinking that he can, he's going to help Big E because Bobby, you know, is Bobby and he has MVP and all that. And then that's when Keith Lee turns heel and then turns on Big E and joins the Hurt Business. Because I think with the Hurt Business, I've, I've been saying this for, I've been saying this for a while. I've been saying this before Mania, that Keith Lee should be someone on the Hurt Business. Team he should have. He should have been on there from the jump, to be honest. Yeah. When he first got called up, they just—that's that's the thing. I know people aren't gonna like that, but I think it'll be better. Yeah. Off. But I, think, I fuck with it. Yeah. Shit. Like, I think yeah. it's. I think it's better off for him. How? Because now there's not a lot of big guys. How? I'm gonna bring up the. We talked about the releases a couple seconds ago, but how you feel about uh Braun Strowman getting released? To be honest. You what? That's kind of a shocker. I didn't think he was going to be released. Um, I, there were rumors going out that it was because of like budget issues that he was getting paid a lot of money and they had to cut down. But instead of releasing him, I don't know. But I think with like it was yeah definitely a shocker. I didn't think he was going to be one of them. I feel like he would be somebody that would that would um you know will come back to the company. Soon, yeah. I don't think it's gonna yeah. be. They'll resign him. Yeah, they will sign him like pretty soon. Um, so I don't expect him to be after that long. I think it'll just maybe he'll come back eventually. I don't think it'll matter to him how much he gets paid. Once uh, they fix their budget issue, yeah. he'll be resigned. Yeah, their budget issue. Yeah, but I, I think in terms of like, I he will. I think he had a few with Keith Lee for a bit. I, don't, I think he did, but it wasn't that long. Um, but I think Keith Lee can come back and be a, the big guy in the group. He could be the big guy who's dominating the whole roster. He could be the new Braun Strowman, basically. Yeah. A better wrestler. Uh, so I think that could be something. Uh, if you partner him with MVP, that could make him a megastar. Um, I think that's that was something that, that Braun Strowman didn't have, was someone to to be by his side. I think that's something that was needed to be done with him. Because there was a moment, I think in 2017, 2018, that he was like the the number one guy besides Roman and Brock that everyone, like the, one of the top guys. But then like, of course, they didn't put a title on him sooner because it would have been unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but again, they dropped the ball with him a little bit. 
Uh, even though he did a lot of star power, star power, but again, they they didn't do a lot, so it wasn't really that much. With yeah, we, I think they can do what they didn't do with with Braun Strowman. I think always thought Braun Strowman was someone that needed a manager to talk for him. That whole you know get these hands thing was kind of cringy as fuck. Oh, his whole run was cringy as fuck. Yeah, so that's the thing. I think he he needs someone to kind of talk for him, do all the dirty work for him. Then that would have been something cool, like, like a Paul Heyman, maybe somebody else who's a great talker. I don't know, but I think he needed more to him than just being the monster, that big guy against everyone. Then eventually along the line, maybe go by himself. I don't know, but yeah, more. I think so, he was at the hurt business at MVP. Yeah, to be honest, in my opinion, I think um, there is someone that should be on the MVP. I don't think it's Keith Lee though. I think um, someone that does need a manager, I think it would help them quite a lot. Priest. I was saying the same thing. I was saying that. I think that's a good fit. It gives you a not, he's not a huge guy, but he's a tall guy. It still gives you that big guy mentality. Um, And you have him hold the secondary belt. You have him go after the secondary belt. Either US, IC, you know what I mean? Like you have him do that. And you keep Lashley as a world title, and you got the two big guys of the, of the brand. Yeah, I mean, I think Keith Lee would do fine by himself. Like, um, yeah, manager would help, but I think he's he'll be fine. Damian Priest, I worry about being by himself and not having a manager. I think because at, at least in NXT, like he was supposed to be like the quiet one and all this other stuff, and now that he's on the main roster, they just let him speak every week, and it's like, what yeah. what are y'all doing? I think pairing him up with that during that time with the uh, Bad Bunny, I think that was a great thing to do. Have him, yeah. Uh, you know, I think if he if he went back to that heel, because punishment, I didn't really follow him as Punishment Martinez. Oh, that's a guy right there. But the name itself, it's like, um, yeah. so like it's just I think that in that whole I don't and like I said I didn't really follow him. Yeah, he was more, it, it gave off that vibe. The same vibe he, he had in NXT that he didn't really talk a lot. He just came, whooped ass, left. Yeah, that's like, it. you know what I mean? Bring up that gimmick again. Well, not change his name, but like, you know, put, bring back that gimmick. But he's what, what happens is they used that gimmick already and it didn't work. It did? With, that, with Alistair Black, they gave him the, the non-speaking role. He just came in, whooped ass, and left. But then it just... Yeah. I don't know if it was just... That the character didn't work, or they just didn't do enough. Well, shout out to Alistair Black. My bad, Tommy End. Yeah. Again, that's. I'm so excited. Well, all like people are really like, oh, all these guys getting released. I'm kind of excited because now this means that outside of the WWE is gonna get very interesting. Yeah. As we saw last Friday, um, my son El Idolo. Showing up, and which we'll talk about for a little bit, a little bit. Let's end off with that. Um, what happened? Let's end off the episode with that for a little bit. Yeah. So, my opinion, of course, I loved it. I I texted you like right away. Um, yeah. I loved it, but here's uh, my- here we go. It was too fucking soon. It was too soon. I think, because I know for fucking sure 
that when he comes back next week, whenever he has his first few, first run, it's going to be with Kenny Omega for the AAA belt. And that right there is a fucking mistake. Because you don't have, like, I understand Kenny Omega has it, belt collector, I get it. But that feud shouldn't be on AEW. That feud should be focused outside of AEW. Because, again, you have Impact Championship on Impact. And then you have AEW doing on their platforms, not on AEW's. That's not the way to go. So I feel like he should have waited to at least till after Triple Mania to book that uh, sign Andrade and have his run against Omega there. Maybe you have him win it or lose it no matter what. But the rematch should have happened at the Triple Mania, sign him then to build up for an AEW championship with Andrade and Omega. Don't think he should have signed now. Dig up too soon. I understand where you're coming from, but I have to disagree. I think this is the point of AEW. AEW is like, let's work together. Let's build up other companies. You know what I mean? So their way of building up other companies is putting on different feuds from other that are going to happen at other shows. You know what I mean? We've seen the NWA women's title defended. Um, Kenny Omega is a AAA champion, the Impact champion, and AEW champion. Um, you know, Phoenix and Pentagon are gonna be on the AAA, uh, may, the AAA Mania, um, card, most likely. You know what I mean? So you're pretty much hyping up some of your roster that's gonna be on it, and also, you just signed one of the biggest free agents coming out of the biggest company in the world. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to go after Kenny straight off the bat. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I think um, they'll hint at it. They'll hint at it. But I think um, I want to see a few pack more. Yeah, I want to pack. pack I want to see him and pack. Because I'm so excited because this matches that – you can have with these guys that you couldn't have okay. before. The reason why I mentioned that because there's no way they're not going to bring this up in AEW. Oh, you know they're, they're gonna. Yeah. You know they will. But now it's... Because their whole thing is we want to build it up. Because yeah. our top guy is going to be in another company Yeah. fighting one of their top guys. And now one of their top guys just signed with us. You know what I mean? So... I think it's all. Um, I think it's good. I think it's good for AW. I think it's good for AAA. I think it's also good for Impact because if you saw a lot of the, um, uh, Perazzo is fighting the AAA Women's Title yeah, when yeah. it takes all. So all three companies are working together. You know what I mean? So it's helping everybody. So you, whether you watch Impact or AEW for the next couple months, you're gonna hear about AAA. Yeah, AAA. that is true. That is true. Because I forgot. You know what I mean? that match but um yeah i love the andrade signing yeah i'm so excited that's my guy that's a great pairing um i was thinking about this earlier which it sucks that wwe wouldn't be open to working with other companies um i know they were in talks with new japan but um, are they really gonna do something? You know what I mean? Like, 
Everybody's like, oh, they're in talks, they're in talks. I don't see it happening at all. Don't the care. most they'll do is talent exchange. Yeah. It was just to let Daniel Bryan fight in WWE and New Japan, which we haven't heard about uh, Daniel Bryan, and we've seen the New Japan belt be defended on a WTV. Yeah. Um, Finn Juice was the tag team champions in Impact. Like, they have the the relationship, and I think WWE is one of those companies that's like, if you're working with them, we're not working with you. Yeah, I think they're that petty. I think Impact it was the the company to do so, but I think now they're 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 working with other companies. They can say no, not right now. Yeah, because like you've always said, they have that kind of like partnership, that secret partnership that no one really knows about. You know, it's yeah. Like, I think that would have been the 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 only company for them to work with, if that's. Yeah. And now, would you really work with them? Because now half their roster is all the guys who released. That's yeah, and that's what I was thinking too. But no, you see, like the only got the only because maybe they would, maybe they would, maybe they would just come back, not on the contract with WWE, make it paid by WWE, but you're not under contract, so they could definitely come back, do things. Maybe you have Matt Cardona return as Zack Ryder, or Kerr Hawkins come back. Some of the guys over there come back as their like their WWE names, whatever. But then, like I said, you don't pay them as WWE superstars. They're still impact stars. It's under impact. Maybe that's the the storyline right there. They released. They released us. Why? We don't know. Yeah, it's. That shouldn't be the reason. I just don't think WWE is gonna work with anybody. Yeah. I think the most they'll do is like that a talent exchange, like think, Daniel Bryan. I, I think that was the whole point for Daniel Bryan to fight other places. Yeah, that because that was the thing too. Because uh, when Jericho la- last left a few years ago, that that was his contract. That was his contract was to to fight elsewhere, but also still come back to WWE and work with them. Yeah, if he wanted to, but then things happened, and he went the AEW route instead of going back to WWE. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, so I feel like that. I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> hopefully he doesn't get snatched up by AEW quickly. Fine. Yeah, we didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, it's like now I look at the rosters and it's like, yo, know, the AEW roster is so stacked. Um that I kind of hate that some guys are still signed to WWE and not able to have dream matches yeah. that we could have seen. Yeah, I could agree with that, but it's because right now, in my opinion, the world's best the best wrestler in the world right now is signed with WWE. Could you take a guess who that is? I can narrow it down to two people. Uh, Roman? No. Adam Cole. I say Adam He is one of them. One of them. Who's the number one? Probably not Daniel Bryan because he's not with him anymore. Uh, I I wouldn't even have Daniel Bryan up there in my my top. Is is he in NXT? No. He's on the main roster. It's not Roman. It's Seth. No, baby, AJ Styles. Oh, I don't know. I think of AJ Styles is the best wrestler in the world, and he's been the best. I don't care if people want to say Kenny, Daniel Bryan, Rollins. You can name all your people. No one could tie their boots like AJ Styles. And yeah, like AJ Styles, and be compared to him because that dude is just on another level. The dude is what forty-two or something, and still fucking killing it. If he was not signed and we got AJ versus Pac, AJ and Kenny, 
AJN and either or. Even though we've probably had it on a dark show or a dark match or a SmackDown randomly, we've never had it that they got to just go out there and kill it. Yeah. And that's the same reason why when people got hype about Shinsuke and AJ um, at 30, at WrestleMania 34, and they were like, oh, but their, their Tokyo Dome match was insane. And I was like, yeah, the some- Tokyo Dome match where they had creative freedom and they could do whatever. They have to fight tomorrow night on Raw and on SmackDown. They're not going to pull the same stuff they pulled in the Tokyo Dome where they didn't have to fight for two weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, if you had... That's why when you see an AEW pay-per-view or AEW show, they go all out and you're like, whoa, you're really impressed. But it's because they don't have to fight the next day. Yeah. They're not... Like, now, because of the pandemic, but, like, back then, WWE was on the road four out of the seven days, you know what I mean? Five of the seven days or whatever it was. So they couldn't go all out every night. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. But, like, if you put, yo, AJ on the AEW roster, man. or even send him back to New Japan and... Oh. God, man. This yo. Even NXT. I would have been in NXT. That would be awesome, too. Man. AJ and NXT? Wow. AJ and Gorgano? Oh, my God. AJ and Cole, of course. AJ and Cross. Everybody, anybody. A- AJ and Balor again. Like, AJ and Dunn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I could go on and on. That's why he is the best wrestler in the world today. Yeah. I agree with that, man. AJ Styles, man, he's been it for a while. People yeah. could type their Dave Bryant's best wrestler. I don't give a fuck. AJ Styles over everybody. You yeah. can put AJ Styles in the ring with me, and it could oh, it could be it, it could be considered a five star because he'll he'll carry me yeah. to that five star match. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's just that good, bro. In there, you probably have a five star match. Facts. <laughs> me, you know, me and you versus AJ Styles almost. Yo, man, I'm so tight that they have him doing that. Like, I get it. With the tag titles, it's cool. It's like you're building up this guy. You have him with the vet, but like, age. It's AJ, bro. Oh, I know. What do you have him doing? Fuck, man. So I don't know. That that could be a whole different episode of booking fantasy styles, right there. Man, there's so many guys that you look at on the WWE roster that feel like if you weren't signed, wow, you would have fun in the Indies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many we could take in 20 matches we could book. The whole NXT roster. The whole roster. <laughs> the whole NXT roster. Yeah, the whole NXT roster. We could do. Man. Yeah, that's so cool, man. Damn. I can't. Not, not one of you, at least. <laughs> you know who I've always. Right? Match <laughs> that. Uh, let me look it up real quick. I don't know if it's ever happened. Uh, hold on, I'm looking it up right now. I don't know if it's ever happened, but I've always wanted it to happen. Even though, um, shout out to him because he just announced he's retiring, Leo Rush, which I don't know what happened. It was at double or nothing. I guess it was the way he landed or something. Um, but Leo Rush and AJ, Ooh, yeah, and you let them just go out there and just. 
don't hold back. Yeah. 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 Those are two guys that at all. I don't think it happened. I know yeah. it was versus eight Leo, but I don't think it was AJ versus Leo. Um, yeah, yeah. Shout out to him though. Shout out to Leo Rush, man. It's, yeah. Hope he's all good. I don't know. I think it was his arm, right? He said yeah. shoulder. I think it was shoulder. Yeah. Damn, that sucks. He's fucking twenty something years old. And he was, yo, he this, was going at it still. WrestleMania weekend, he was like on every show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was. He was killing it. He was. And this summer, he was booked for bad shows. Yeah, he was. What the fuck? <laughs> nah, yeah, this fucking sucks, bro. He's happening. You know what yeah. I mean? And let's say you, you can't wrestle. If the belt is you, you can't wrestle. You can't wrestle. Yeah, facts. That, that sucks, man. They didn't want to end it off in a terrible note, but you know what? Shout out to Leo Rush anyway. Yeah, yo, shout out to Leo Rush. Hopefully, yeah. your shoulder gets healthy, whether we see you wrestle again or not. Yeah, he did his thing. Um, they kind of had him with the Bobby Lashley thing, which was cool in WWE. They didn't really let him have a lot of matches when he was in the main roster, but he did his thing. He was entertaining. He had the Xavier role. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sure, that is true. But killed it, came back to wrestling, killed it. Now, only time could tell. Who knows? Exactly. You know what I mean? So I guess we can wrap it up there. Yes, sir. Podcast, Nick here with me as always, my boy Joel, and we'll see you guys next time. Catch you. Yeah.